Hey everyone, welcome hey. back to another edition of the C10 Money Podcast. And here we are. Here we are. What are we eating today? Same as every day. Chocolate chips. Chocolate chips. <laughs> this we should been... rename it to chocolate chips and chutney. I don't know. Chutney. It's on my mind. Are you eating chutney? Chutney. Anyway, what were you going to say, chutney? <laughs> this has been, I feel like we've been sitting behind this desk a lot this week. We've been a lot, yeah, behind it a lot. But I mean, you're behind it all day, every day, but we're doing it yeah. at night now, too. So, yeah, what we're doing right now, we're in the middle of our Passive with Purpose uh, workshop that was just fantastic. We've had 3,500 people sign up for it, which has been crazy. And we are, uh, today what we're talking about is a little snippet from this workshop. And so I want to share that with you listening to the podcast. And um, if you want to dive in, you want to learn more about passive income and hear more of our story, a lot of the mistakes we've made, a lot of the things that have gone well, uh, and how to kind of begin your own journey of earning passive income, but doing it in the right way and avoiding the pitfalls of it. Um, so not you might like want to a douchebag? Sure. <laughs> Sure. Not like that. Um, <laughs> so with that, uh, let's kind of, I'm going to flip over the slides for this one. This would be a good one to watch on YouTube, but if you're listening, I'm going to do my best to kind of like talk through this right. so you can actually uh, understand what we're talking about. But uh, yeah, so I want to start just talking about this thing called the Valley of Disillusionment. And I, I remember mm. hearing some of this concept and I've kind of evolved some of this, um, but I don't remember where I heard, uh, who I heard talking about this. So I wish I could give him credit, but, um, but anyway, either way. So there's a path that almost everyone follows when starting something. Okay. So whether this is starting a business, whether this is trying to lose weight. Thinking uh, about moving. Yeah, maybe even moving. Yeah. Like I haven't thought through like all the different things. Um, a lot but, of things. But yeah, but trying to Parenthood. create a new strategy for generating passive income. Uh, like it's just a common path that most people go through. And um, and I'll just kind of take you through that journey, okay? And so what we're doing is you start here, and I'm actually going to full screen on these slides. Everybody starts down at this point where it's like you don't know anything about the thing okay. that you're doing. Let's right? describe this in case people are listening. So what we're looking at is a chart. And on the uh, vertical line is expectations. expectations. yes. And on the horizontal line is time. Yeah. So you've got a line going through kind of the center of this, and that's the reality. Yeah, going, yeah, right to left to right, you know. But expectations start at the very beginning of this timeline pretty yeah. low. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so you start over here at this, you know, far left corner and you don't know anything about the thing that you're doing. So wait, let's just talk through starting a business because that's mm -hmm. the thing that is most relevant uh, in my mind and the thing I'm most familiar with and everything. And so we start here. You don't know anything about what you're learning about. And so right. it seems really intimidating. It seems really difficult. Um, but then as you begin to learn something, uh, you... In many cases, quite often, like you start to become over exuberant about it and you start to think, <laughs> wow, oh, that's all you do? This is really, really easy. Okay. And so then you, totally. you have I, this phase. I would liken that to when I was babysitting and I think, you know, at first I'm like, I don't know anything about kids. Then I babysit and I think, oh man, I know everything now. Yeah. 
So when I go to have a kid, I'm like, this will be easy. Yeah, because you understood <laughs> you understood some of the basics and some of the surface right. level stuff, but you didn't realize there's stuff underneath the surface that you couldn't see. Yeah. And you didn't know what you didn't know. And that's really right. what this phase is, where it's like you go from not knowing anything to uh, not understanding. Yeah, to, to, yeah, just not understanding the fullness of kind of what's going right. on. Right. So you come to the top of this little chart here, and now you're at the peak of inflated expectations. Uh-huh. Are you okay? Yeah. Doing cool? Okay. Are you okay? <laughs> I don't know. You're just looking at me kind of funny. <laughs> so we now find a way. Now they're definitely going to turn over to the YouTube channel so they can see what my face looks like. <laughs> so anyway, you find your way to the top, this peak um, of what we're calling inflated expectations. And so this is where... You know, after you're like, oh, yeah, this is so simple. It's like, yeah. oh, this is how you start a business, you know. So I'll get into one of my examples in a minute, what that looked like. But uh, and then once you reach this peak, it's like, oh, yeah. And, and so your your optimism is so much higher than reality. Mm-hmm. So the reality is, is it's harder than it appears at that point. Right. I'm going to have a baby and it's going to be a breeze. And yeah. I'm just going to take this little pet with me wherever I go. <laughs> <laughs> just like having a pet. No big deal. And dress it up cute. Yeah. And then so, you find out that they poop on you in that little And do a outfit. lot of other things, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so then you quickly go from this peak of yeah. inflated expectations to you drop off of a cliff. Like once you kind of start going and maybe trying it and then you fail a time or two. And, you know, in the reality, <laughs> all of the obstacles, it's like, whoa, there's way more obstacles than I realized. Right. And so then you fall off a cliff into what we're calling the valley of disillusionment. And this is, for those who can't see the chart, way below the reality line. Yeah. So now you're at this point where it's like, this whole thing is just completely impossible, you know, and, yeah. you're, and you're so negative. Like you're, all the optimism you just had is completely lost and you're drained and now you're completely disillusioned mm-hmm. and you're like, this is just it's really, really difficult. And yeah. this is where most people quit. And then mm. what they do is they start over. They go back to the beginning and oh, they hear about oh, this other idea, it's like, oh, that seems easy. I go, oh, I could sell stuff on Amazon or I could go do this. I could do this drop shipping thing or I could go, yeah. whatever, start a bakery, like whatever the thing is. And then they keep going through the cycle up and down this curve and just keep going and just keep quitting at that point in the valley of disillusionment. But the key is to just hang on mm-hmm. because you come out of the valley of disillusionment as you just work through it and continue to learn and you get back up to that reality line. Yeah. And that's what we're after. So- I want to go through my story now of what mm-hmm. this looked like when I was wanting to start a business and begin building some passive income. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, my story, I've talked about this a lot on the podcast, so I won't go through the whole thing, but in corporate America, I I found myself trapped in a job I wasn't good at, I didn't like, was passed over, blah, blah, blah. Very, very difficult season for me. And all I wanted to do was start a business, but I had no idea how, I had no idea what, no idea, any of these things. Mm-hmm. And... And as I was exploring some passive income ideas, like the whole thing felt impossible to me. Mm. And so I was very much at the bottom of this curve down here. It just felt absolutely impossible. I knew nothing about it. And so I felt like I wasn't smart enough. I didn't have good enough ideas. It would take me the rest of my life. I would right. never be able to do this. And so if I thought about, um, you know, music, because I was interested in music, and it's like, all right, well, what if I like start writing some songs and whatever? And that I, you know, I knew how to write a song, so that wasn't that overwhelming. But the thought of how do I get a whole bunch of people to hear it, like, I was yeah. absolutely intimidating. I, I don't know how to do that. Like, I don't, I have no idea. Um, you well, know, well, and I think that's a really good 
piece to pull out of just having a business and being an entrepreneur in general is that just because you're good at one thing doesn't mean that you're automatically good at all the other things that come with it. Yeah. But you can grow in that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and so so that was one thing. And whether it's that or writing articles, like I remember thinking, all right, could I write articles? It's like, well, I can write art. That doesn't feel that hard to write an article, but how do I ever turn that into money? How do I right. ever get anyone to ever see that? Totally. And, and so anyway, so bottom line, I'm in this bottom corner where it just feels impossible. And then I remember talking to a mentor of mine um, who ran a website and made a full-time living. And this is in 2007, made a full-time living from a website. And I'm like, how do you do that like i you know i i guess you put ads on there but how do you make enough money to pay your bills yeah. like it just blew my mind and i didn't understand and you know and so i couldn't wrap my brain around how you could ever do that and turn that into a significant enough income and it felt impossible okay mm -hmm. so that's this point down here and this is where most people are so most people hear that that just feels too hard i'm never going to try that like it just feels impossible okay now what happened was I discovered this book on SEO or search engine optimization at that point. And I read it cover to cover. And basically it said, you know, and explained how, yeah, you write an article. And then what you do is you use the right keywords for it. And you do these other things on the site. And, put and then, those words in your article. And, yeah. And yeah. then someone will come on Google, type it in, and then they'll find your article. And then they'll read it. And then, oh, yeah, you just drop this line of code in. And then you have ads pop up on your site. And I'm like... Oh wow, this is awesome. This is easy. That's it. Like yeah. I'm gonna I wanna be a millionaire in just like a couple months because I can write article, I can write an article every day. Like this isn't that hard. And yeah. I'm gonna make millions of dollars. And so I quickly went from this point up to the peak of you know inflated expectations. And so I'm sitting here all starry-eyed, just thinking, this is great, this is easy. Your head looks inflated there too. My head looks a little inflated. <laughs> <laughs> it was. And and anyway, so then I started to, you know, apply that to writing on a blog. And as I did, I started bumping into these obstacles, one after another after another. It's like, oh, this is not. I and did your it. Your site crashed. You know, in the <laughs> yeah, like in the, how do you fix it? The book wasn't wrong. It didn't give me misleading information. I don't even think it left anything out per se. It's just there was more to learn that I didn't know. Right. I didn't know what I didn't know. And then as soon as I started to know what I didn't know, dropped off like a cliff down mm -hmm. this path, all the way back down into the valley of disillusionment to where I'm like, this is just stupid. This is a waste of time. This is never going to work. Like, this is just way harder than I thought it was going to be or whatever. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm really, really thankful that I didn't quit at this point while I was sitting down here, like all discouraged. Mm -hmm. uh, because what I did was I just kept going and I kept going through those failures, kept making those mistakes and kept learning mm -hmm. one after another over and over and over again. And as I did... I slowly started to climb out of this valley of disillusionment and then eventually found myself back up to the reality line. Yeah. Okay. And so to where my expectations had met reality. Because, you know, the, the interesting thing is like, well, this whole valley and this this path from this valley up to the reality line, this is where most people quit again, because you just you've just been dropped from being so optimistic about this thing down right. into the abyss. Of like <laughs> the pit of despair. Yeah, like you're just like, oh man, this is just gonna be work. Like it's not gonna be right. nearly as easy as I thought. And to be honest, it would be a whole lot easier if you never even went up to this peak. Like if you mm -hmm. just stayed at the bottom and never had that peak to deal with, it would be easier. But the point is you're dropping down, you're going backwards, and that feels really discouraging, you know? Yeah. I, I, so where here's where I was thinking. I just sounded like my brother there, didn't I? You did. 
<laughs> so here's what I was thinking is what I like what's good about this is that it gives you tenacity. Mm-hmm. Like this is a refining process in our own lives. And I do apply this to parenthood a lot because you can't quit. I mean, there, I guess there are some people that do quit, but it doesn't work out for them in the long run. Like no. their life doesn't work out in the long it's run. Trading from one quitting. set of problems for another. Right. And I mean, even who I'm not even talking about people who place their child in adoption. That's it. That's this also. <laughs> that's going through this entire process also. Um, and finishing it out. I'm talking about, you know, people who run off or whatever. But the point is, it is so when you're put in a position where you have to follow through, it doesn't matter how hard it gets. You just have to do it. There's something about those types of people that you and I have talked about this, where it's like, those are our people. Because you once you've gone through a thing or two, you no longer have as much compassion, I guess, for the people who drop off at the bottom. And I'm not talking about every single thing. Sometimes it's worth it to just drop off, right? Well, but, yeah, there are things that aren't worth fighting through. Yes. You know, but but when it's the thing you're supposed to fight through. Yes. And these people just drop off. You're just like, come on, come on, you can do this. You can do this. You can do this. Yeah. And then, you you know, when you see them drop off, is this okay to say? Yeah. <laughs> you're saying not, it. Go I'm for not it. trying to be mean, but, but it is. And that's one of the things that I think is so great about parenthood is that it forces you to finish it. You are forced into it. Like you have, you're in the middle of the night and there is no other choice but to figure out why your baby is crying and work it out. You know what I mean? Like those are the things that I think build the character that we need to continue doing the things that God has for us to do. Yeah. And. No doubt. Yeah. Because not every, a lot of people see entrepreneurial lifestyle as something that is, that they can let go of. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But if that is something that God's calling you to, I mean, you're probably going to talk about this in a second, but you have to really have that conviction of why you're doing it in order to continue to follow through. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. No, I mean, in, in coming back to this, one other thing that I think is important to mention here, uh, you know, when you come out of this valley down here and then you make find your way all the way up to the reality line again, mm-hmm. Um. Ultimately, when you reach this point, uh, it's actually far easier than you initially thought, which is so interesting because like down here at the beginning, you know, just using me and my silly picture here again, like what I thought the difficulty level, uh, I thought it was way harder than it actually was because I'm down here and this is reality. Mm -hmm. But then here, I've actually kind of matched reality, which is far easier than where I was down here. And so, so the point is, is that, once you stick it out through this valley and you get to the other side of it, then you can look back in many cases, because we've been through this, you know, I feel like in business in a variety of different ways, I've been through this over and over and over again, multiple cycles of it. Right. And, and it's hard in that valley. But once you get out of it and look back, it's like, yes, that was hard. But fundamentally, this has been easier than I initially thought. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and I yeah, can't, I can't say that like universally that it applies to every business or every situation. I'm just saying that's been my experience with multiple things at this point. Right. Well, I think with anything, there's this, you have your, 
yeah, you just have this idea of what it's going to be. And when it's not that, you can fall into this, you know, valley of disillusionment or whatever. And then going back even into reality, I feel like there's still this like up and down, like, but it's a lot smaller. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, yeah, this is great. Well, maybe it's a little bit harder than I thought. You know, yeah. I mean, but I think it takes you a while a to more. level yeah. out. But you realize that anything that wor- that's worth having is worth fighting for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a on top of this, there's a compound interest factor, like component of all of this. Like, I, I'm just convinced that every time we are doing things in line with God's will, the way that he intended for us to do, there are a domino effect of side effects and positive benefits mm. to that action that right. begin to stack on each other yeah. one after another after another. And so, you know, and I look back at my life of me deciding to really follow Jesus like mm-hmm. 100%, you know, which for me was at age 19 or 20, somewhere in there. And I decided I'm all in. And, and at that point, that required me to make a lot of changes in my life, mm. a lot of uncomfortable and difficult changes to patterns of behavior, to friends, friends friends I was being yeah. around, like a lot of different things. And there were some significant sacrifices there that were made that felt like this is a really big cost. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, the dividends of that have been so big. The blessing so that have resulted out of that have been so amazing uh, it's just been overwhelming. And that's that compound interest factor of living a life of following God and mm-hmm. following Jesus and walking in his steps. So anyway, kind of coming back to this, I want to touch on a couple more points here. So one of the biggest challenges, like we said, is coming from this point, this valley, at the bottom of this valley, up and out of this, back up to the reality line. But the thing that helps you to do that is to know why you are doing what you're doing, mm-hmm. like what the purpose is behind what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a Viktor Frankl quote that I love. And he said, when you have a strong enough why, you can endure almost any how. Mm. Okay. And I think that's so good and so powerful yeah. because, again, like this is why knowing your purpose is so essential because it's a thing that keeps you going when times get really, really tough. Yeah. You know, and well, and Viktor Frankl, for anybody who doesn't know, he was, is a, a Holocaust survival survivor. Survivor. Not a survivalist. (laughs) Sorry, I just watched a survival show. That's probably why my brain went there. It's on repeat in your brain. (laughs) I watched it with our four-year-old. It's called You Versus Wild, which is really fun. It's on Netflix if you you want to check it out. But anyway, um, and he, as he was, you know, living in this horrible uh, mistreatment of his people, the Jews— he figured out that the only way was for him to survive was to have a purpose, and his purpose was to help other people. Because what is he mm-hmm. like a, He's like a psychiatrist? psychiatrist. There, there we go. Yes, yeah. I was like counselor. That's not the right word. <laughs> it was more than that. Uh, and just thinking about him finding his purpose, I mean, this is it. Like, if you have a strong enough why, you can endure almost anyhow. Yeah. And thinking of the things that he had to endure. To, to yeah. come out on crazy, the other side crazy to think about. is really intense. But because his why was strong enough, he made it to the other side. Yeah. Yeah. And so obviously when we're talking about starting a business, like um, 
it's a very, very different thing than Viktor Frankl's situation, but the that idea sure. applies, you know, and the point that what he's saying is like we need a why to mm-hmm. carry us through the difficult times, you know? Yeah. So anyway, so coming back to this chart, I wanna uh like this is something that I wish everyone knew and understand, you know, because if you get this one thing, mm-hmm. like this just is so, so powerful. And and the point here is that most people make their decisions on what they're doing in this thing at three points on this chart. And it's either at this first point, they decide it's too hard, I'm not going to do it. Or up here, when they have this peak of inflated expectations, they're like, oh, yes, I'm going to go start that business because my friend over here said it's so easy or whatever. I'm going to go start trading NFTs and spend $10,000 in NFTs because everyone's becoming a millionaire overnight. Like these, these points where you have this inflated expectations, people will make decisions there. And then people make a decision in the valley of disillusionment. Mm. Okay. And so those are the three points that almost everyone makes their decisions. But the thing to understand here is that none of them are an accurate reflection of reality. Yeah. So these first two are not an re- accurate reflection. It feels way harder than it actually is yeah. for this and this. But at this other one, it feels way easier than it yeah. actually is. And so you need to be very wary of ever making a decision at any of these three points because they're not accurately reflecting reality. Well, and just have the ability to ride the wave. Like think of like I mean, even if you before you think it or before you start decide to start something, can you think through, is this worth me riding that wave? Because it's yeah. probably gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And yeah, so and just being aware of that. Yeah. That's the point. Because when you understand that this is the path, this is the pattern. And, mm-hmm. and you know that this is what it's going to be like. And you know that everyone goes on this path. Like, it just makes <laughs> it easier to kind of stick it out right. when you are going through it, you know? and Because you, you knowing, like, at some point, this is going to level off. Yeah. And not, not seem too easy and not seem too difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And so just kind of adding to this a little bit, the, the fact is that when you're in this valley and you're trying to come out of it, if you apply yourself to just learning and in learning and making mistakes and learning from them, like mm. over and over and over again, as much as possible, like you can come out of this pretty quickly. And I remember a quote by the founder of IBM. He said, if you want to double your re- your speed and your rate of success, you need to double your rate of failure. <laughs> and I've always loved that. It's been really, it's been something I've taken to heart because that is the key. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm telling my kids this all the time. Like, if you want to get better at something, you just need to fail at it. Mm-hmm. You know, my daughter's all upset because she's trying to draw a squirrel and it doesn't look like a squirrel. And I'm like, you just need to keep failing. Like, you're getting better every time you fail. <laughs> like, I, I'm watching it, yeah. you know? And and so there's just so much truth to that. It's You don't get better just by doing it perfect every single time. It's by going through those mm-hmm. the iterative process of failing and learning from the failure. And each time you get better. And if you do that, you can climb out of this valley pretty quick in a lot of situations, you know? Yeah. So no matter what it is that you set out to do, I want you to remember this chart and remember this valley of disillusionment that this is the pattern here. Because Mm -hmm. again, when you remember this, it makes it so much easier uh, to get through some of these things. Well, and I think too, it, it shows you that it is outside of yourself and it's not part of who you are. Do you know what I mean? So it's not that it's too hard for you. Or it's not that it's too easy, it's going to be super easy and you're so smart. And it's not that, oh, no, it's too hard again. Like all of yeah. this is just a path which you follow to find the reality, to yep. find like where 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 you really fit in. And it's a it's a learning path 
rather than, well, I'm not smart enough. Yeah. Or exactly. I got this. You know, because that, like what you said, it's like your head gets big and you get this inflated ego where you're like, oh, yeah, I'm way smarter than than everybody else. The number of times I've seen people go on this path and go to the up, back to the down, and then like, oh, I'm throwing in the towel. I'm going to go find something else and just go up and down, find something else. Like, I've just seen it happen so many times. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and I would love to help you not do that if you've done that and yeah you know and, and i think we've all done it like i've done it plenty too it's just a matter of learning and this and again especially when you know it's something you're supposed to do yeah um to be able to fight through but anyway well yeah and i think that's why in i know in our tff class and or sorry true financial freedom sorry that's just the internal speak. insider lingo <laughs> insider lingo but in that class we do a lot of exercises that helps you work through some of this idea because this does happen with your finances mm-hmm. it happens with investing it happens with you know lots of different things as we've talked about and i think when you identify like that's such a powerful thing to do is identify why you're doing something yeah because if you can get solid on that then you can ride the wave a lot easier yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right, let's anyway. read a little bit of a testimony oh, what yeah. God's doing. We just got a cool story somebody sent in. Um, yes. What God's doing in their life. So this was from our real so, money. Yeah. So we yeah. Method? So this is one of our students in a real money method class, and we um, we just follow up with our students, say how how has your budget impacted you or whatever. And this yeah. is what he had to say. So he says, "Man, your method has been a game changer. I always knew how to budget. I'm." A financial peace graduate, an engineer, spreadsheet nerd. <laughs> uh, I just never could execute the budget. Within weeks, peace and calm settled over my finances. No more having to dig into savings to cover monthly expenses. No more constantly checking account, constantly checking account balances. <laughs> I read that like checking account balances. Anyway, uh, We now have over $700 a month to pay down debt, plus we're saving money and filling sinking fund accounts. Yeah. I already have made my investment in your course several times over. So That's amazing. What I love about that is specifically where he mentioned within weeks, the peace and calm came over. Because again, uh, we're not, I say this all the time, but like our courses aren't good because... uh, it's like I do we bring everything we have, but there's yeah. we pray that God invades all of our students' finances. And that's the type of thing right there where it's like the peace and calm that came from someone who is already really, really qualified and has right. all this stuff there. So it's just clear that God's moving. And um and again, that's what we're excited about that God's doing a work in his life. And um Absolutely. Was it Michael or Matthew? I don't know who it was, but I think it was Michael. Michael, uh, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Mike. And um, Mike, we are, um, let us know. We will send you a $25 Amazon gift card because yeah. um, we love it when you share what God's doing in your life. Well, and also like, yeah, we share that just as a testimony of what God is doing in yeah. people's lives. Like it is not any different for him than it is for anybody else. You know what yeah. I mean? God wants to be part. And so we are definitely praying that for you. But join in that prayer with us that God would, you know, be in your finances and he would show up in a way that you're not expecting or that you don't know how to even ask for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, one thing that I think we need to keep talking about more and more, but 
Um, the seed time community as a whole, I think we just all need to be praying for each other as a group. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, there's a lot of challenges that we have as believers and we're just, we're in this together, mm-hmm. you know? And so we might as well all just be praying for each other and supporting each other. Um, be praying for us. We're praying for you. Um, and I think we should figure out some way to kind of, or I don't know, connect some dots with that and make some opportunities for community. Maybe we can do some more in the Facebook group. But if anybody has any ideas too, let us know. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> we're open. Uh, so your action item for the day is I want you to be thinking about this this valley of disillusionment. I want you to think through an example in your life where you went through this, um, mm-hmm. and ideally one where you made it through and you made it yeah. through to the other side. Like let's focus on that because. We don't need to just dwell on other failures. Let's focus on the successes because I'll bet you've had some successes where you've gone through mm-hmm. and you've made it through. So let's focus on those and what can you learn from it and how can you apply that to the next thing that you try, whatever that is, the next challenge that you're facing. Yeah. So I anyway, love that. you're awesome. If you want to join us for this Passive with Purpose workshop, we'll have a link in the description. You can check that out. Mm-hmm. And um, that's all for today. Yeah. Have a good one. See ya. See ya. Bye. All right. We want to know if you've heard about our flagship class called True Financial Freedom. Yeah. And if you haven't, it's more than just a money class. Mm -hmm. It's really about fulfilling your God-given purpose, breaking free from hidden money beliefs and making a lasting impact. Yeah. And we've gotten feedback from students and they've said things like, it is the first class I've taken where at the end of each session, I felt equipped and not burdened. Yeah. And it's less theory and more realistic action steps and guidance. We've also heard it felt like a conversation with friends, which is awesome. Yeah, and it encouraged me in ways I didn't think I would ever experience. This class is on demand, and it's designed for churches and small groups as well as individuals. And you can get all the details at seedtime.com slash TFF.